Hi, I'm Mark Crawford. This Team Radio podcast is powered by my friends at Magnuson Ford. It's hard to beat a Magnuson Ford deal in Abbotsford and online at magnusonford.ca. Day after the Lions defeat the Toronto Argos. First show after the Vancouver Whitecaps plays Shivas to a scoreless draw on Saturday. We'll kick all that around, but uh, he's back, baby. Alex Marvez, our number one <laughs> NFL insider. Uh, we announced on Friday that he's back in this time slot, Mondays and Fridays throughout the football season, and it is football season. Alex, how are you? I am doing great. Great to be with you guys. A little bit of a different time, but I'm loving this time here. Still uh, nice and sunny, I'm sure, in Vancouver. Uh, you know, the, the days are getting a little shorter, though. You know, as time goes on, I'm just reflecting a little bit as we get ready for Johnny Menzel. <laughs> getting close to You're your down there in South Florida. You don't have to worry about the days getting shorter. Every oh day's a holiday. Uh, yeah, every day's hot, man. 102-degree <laughs> heat index while I was walking the doggies today. Woo! Hey, you mentioned Johnny Football. It's the Browns, and it's the... Can I say it? Am I allowed to use the name? I see Phil Simms saying he may just go with... Washington oh, all season long. Silly, Where silly, is this thing silly. headed, Alex? Ultimately, I know you can't predict the future. You can do a lot of things. You may not be able to predict the future, but where where is this Redskins thing headed? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, and, and so much of it's on Dan Snyder, and I can't read his mind. I mean, it would have been great publicity for his organization, for Dan Snyder himself to say that the name Redskins is a thing of the past. If I'm offending some people, then I'm offending too many people. And so call the team, say everything from 2013 on back would be known as the Redskins. You would still celebrate that team's history. But from this point forward, we're known as the Red Shirts or the Red whatever. Whatever you want to call this team moving forward, you do that. You introduce a new logo. You you know, you just, you do something like that that would satisfy everybody and maybe even raise your, your Q rating a little bit as far as the people not thinking you're a complete scumbag like they do with Dan Snyder. And instead, he's insistent upon this to a point that they've got Native American outreach. They're sending a former Redskins players to Indian reservations. They're donating money. They're trying to do things to woo the Indian community. And it's it's a weird one. I mean, I don't find the name offensive. I have no problem saying Redskins because I don't feel it is meant as an offensive name, but I understand why others would. I, I get it. I think a lot of the newspapers are, on the, are jumping on the bandwagon as far as trying to be politically correct. I think it's a very hip thing to do. But again, I, I can't tell you where this is headed because they've just been so darn adamant that they stick with this Redskins nickname. Well, we talked a lot about Johnny Football on Friday, so we won't necessarily go back down that road. <laughs> Thank I, you! I want to I get your take on on what went down, uh, and footballs went down through the uprates on uh, Friday in New Orleans. Jimmy Graham with two dunks on Friday night. Now, we've seen him do this over the years, and not every guy can do it. Uh, but is and, and he's saying today that it's not going to happen in the regular season. Was this just a guy sort of thumbing his nose at the league rules here in the preseason, or was this guy being a little selfish? Or was he thumbing his nose at Sean Payton and the Saints organization for the way this was handled, taking him to arbitration about, you know, the arbitration hearing and Sean testifying against Jimmy Graham about the way that he was used in the offense. And Sean has tried to say all along, no, there's no problem. We're great. You know, kumbaya, et cetera. But when you have a, a player openly defy the head coach, not once, but twice, what is that? What is that statement? 
that it makes. And I, I think, you know, for the sake of the Saints, I, I do think it was a bit of a selfish thing for Jimmy Graham. Of course, it's preseason football. It's not going to hurt you in the long run whether you win or lose that game. But you do change things. For example, all of a sudden you change field position a little bit for your team. So maybe you're not able to work some of the things you'd like to do mm. in the preseason. So I, I think we won't see Jimmy Graham do it again. But I do wonder if there's just an underlying tension with the team that made him a very rich man with a four-year, $40 million contract. If I'm Jimmy Graham, I'm thanking Sean Payton. I'm not trying to dunk as a statement. Well, Sean Payton's got some work to do. What, they have 22 penalties for 184 yards? Yeah, well, you know, they're calling so many of these things, you know, and that's a t- especially in the second half of games. You know, this is a big week coming up in week three when it comes to all these flags because there's a feeling that the frontline players have already adjusted their game to not be as grabby. And we wonder if the officials at some point are going to be as strict calling these games. And by the way, guys, will the game be called the same in the playoffs and in the Super Bowl as mm. it is in the regular season? Because it looks like a totally different game in, in the post. It's like postseason hockey, post season basketball where the rules just seem different a lot more physical play is allowed cfl refs are having that issue as well up here alex uh, so far in this regular season but anyway we'll move on i know that you were uh, pretty high on the uh, new orleans saints uh, saying on friday probably they'll probably take the nfc south uh drew Brees, he's coming off uh, injury expected to make his preseason debut for the saints this saturday at indianapolis uh missed two weeks with a strained oblique he, he's obviously the straw that stirs the drink down there oh yeah i mean if they don't have drew Brees, they're yeah. screwed I mean, it's very yeah. simple. But, you know, a lot of teams yeah. are like that when it comes yep. to the quarterback because of how much money is invested in these guys. And you look at the, the, you know, now New England, their backup situation is looking a lot better. Isn't it Jimmy Garoppolo looking like he's got real potential to be a great quarterback down the road? Ryan Mallett, uh, you know, had a real nice game after a struggle in week one, came back a week two, looked a lot better uh, last week. So I, I think that's positive. But you, you look at the backups and guys, it, it's just cost prohibitive. And the Saints haven't invested a draft pick in a quarterback. You got, you got Luke McCown as his backup. But I think Drew Brees should be fine. If he's fine, the Saints are just fine. Another high-profile QB, uh, Tony Romo, uh, with a little bit of action uh, the other night as well. It looks like he's passed uh, all those tests so far. I mean, it was just uh, very quick action, but uh, threw for one TD, four or five for 80 yards. Yes, and uh, I, I watched the game, and you know, of course, the uh, the strip sack, the strip sack was unfortunate when they had the miscommunication. Actually, it was more of a fumble. I want to don't say strip sack, but it was a fumble on a handoff, and, and it was returned for a touchdown. But then Tony rebounded, hit Des Bryant for a touchdown. The great thing was watching Tony roll around throw the football, and the fact that he doesn't have any residual problems today. Now, the big news, though, out of Dallas, and it does involve Johnny Manziel, and it just came out a few hours ago. There's an author named Jim Dent, and he used to play for the Cowboys. I believe he's a, you know, he's, he's a pretty famous guy. He wrote a book, and he said that when, when the Cowboys were on the clock, that Stephen Jones snatched the Johnny Manziel draft card out of Jerry Jones's hand. That Ooh. Jerry wanted to take this guy, but it was Stephen Jones who said, no, Pop, we can't do it. We just we, it doesn't make any sense for us for a lot of different reasons. So that is an intriguing one that I'm sure will will generate a hornet's nest still down in Dallas, where it's not like Tony Romo has enough pressure, right? Well, you see, have been enough room on the party bus down there. <laughs> it's a good point. Well, maybe that's why they wanted to draft him. Uh, yeah. He's well, a magnet. What do you say? <laughs> that's true. But Alex, you're talking about a lot of teams not having much quarterback depth. Uh, how does uh, the uh, Cowboys depth look? Uh, 
you know, I thought Brandon Whedon looked a little bit better. Here's the thing, too. Brandon played collegiately with Des Bryant at Oklahoma State, okay. and those guys are actually pretty close. So Des gave him a, a show of support during the offseason, which was huge because everyone's ragging on Brandon. See, I'm a Brandon Whedon fan personally. The guy is a super nice guy. He's got some leadership qualities. Yeah, he needs to get better as a quarterback. But, gosh, when you're playing behind that offensive line with those receivers, and, you know, when DeMarco Murray is healthy, and I know that's few and far between it seems, but when he is, this guy's a top-flight running back. Oh, and Jason Witten, too. you got plenty of weapons. It allows a quarterback to potentially have success. I, I think they're in just as good a shape with Brandon Whedon as they would have been with the unemployed Kyle Orton. Alex Marvez of Fox Sports with us here. A few more minutes. Uh, we have mentioned throughout uh, your segments over the years, based there in South Florida. Uh, what's the word on uh, the Miami Dolphins these days? Ah, funny you should ask. I have a nice story up at FoxSports.com <laughs> about the change in, in Joe Philbin and Mike Wallace. Both of these guys dramatically different from last season, and I think you could see it in Joe Philbin especially uh, with the way that this team now is is coached and communicated with. There was a gap between the players and the coaching staff, and, and it, one of those things that was allowed to fester, for example, that Richie Incognito situation. It went to show that Joe Philbin and his staff didn't really have the eyes and ears of their locker room. Well, now there's signs all across the building in Davie, Florida that say respect and communicate. Joe Philbin himself is doing bed checks. He's allowing music in practice. Uh, he, you know, for some arcane reason, he wasn't allowing players to wear hats during the walkthrough. I, I don't get this, but now players can wear hats. So all is well in South Florida. I will say this. At least if Joe Philbin goes down, he's, he's less robotic. You know, he's more himself now than I've ever seen him in the past couple of years as Dolphins head coach. So they got a shot. I mean, Ryan Tannehill does look like the real deal. Mike Wallace really needs to pick his game up. Had a bad performance the other night against Tampa Bay. But I, I think that this Dolphins team, potential 9-7 and seven type team, I don't see him as being much greater than that. But their defense will be able to get a pass rush on. And they have some pretty good talent at the skill position. Hey, speaking of bad performances, apparently 1.2 billion bucks doesn't get you the home field advantage that it once did. Uh, I know it's preseason, but the the Niners get skunked Woo! in the in the football debut at Levi Stadium. They sure do, and God was that a stinker of a game, right? And you know, I mean, Colin Colin looks fine. You know, I thought he he was okay. Uh, you know, the running game should be fine. I think Carlos Hyde is the real deal as a running back in Franco. I mean, those are the positives. But you know, defensively, you know, you're missing some pieces, and I think that's you know that that's what's going to hurt you. Alden Smith's going to get suspended. You know, not having Navarro Bowman, there is a drop-off in play there. Uh, you know, and those guys looked, you know, it's, it's been pretty much universally written about lately that they look tired. That, you know, you know, scrimmaging against the Ravens and, the, and this team, they didn't do a lot of defensive substitutions the past couple of years. If you notice, pretty much the same core guys stay on the field down after down. That may be taking a toll. I, I'm a little worried about this 49ers team just from an injury standpoint. Are they going to break down? If they're tired now, what are they going to be like in November and December when they need to make the big push toward a Super Bowl? So this is something to watch. Also, the backup quarterback situation, we're talking about that. Blaine Gabbard is absolutely dreadful. Mm -hmm. It hurts me to watch him play. This will If you want to want to get people upset and make them non-football fans, subject them to Blaine <laughs> Gabbard in the preseason. It will get the job done. They will never watch the game again. Alex, we were just talking about Levi Stadium. I wanted to go back down to Florida where you are and, and Jacksonville. Their stadium, now I, I'd read something earlier in the offseason about these uh, luxury boxes with pools or hot yes. tubs in them and all these party <laughs> zones and, and all that, obviously trying to attract you know a fan base, a younger fan base, or just fans in general. Um, is that taking hold? Are you, are you hearing positive vibes from that? Have you swum in the that? pool yet? 
Yeah, the, the, the pool thing's crazy. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's yeah, really I've seen odd. Some pictures, yeah, 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 it's really strange. And the scoreboard, by the way, like the biggest in the NFL, it is just ginormous. I think you could see it from space. In <laughs> fact, is that it's just that darn big. You know, they're trying. And, and you know, Shad Khan, the new owner, has really mm-hmm. done a lot of goodwill in the Jacksonville area. And I think people want to embrace a winner. Sure. And the problem is they haven't won. They've been bad. It's been bad football and the threat of the team leaving. And, and the fact, too, this is a college football area. A lot of University right. of Florida fans, a lot of Florida State fans. But, no, I, I think these little bells and whistles are working, and I think there's a lot of excitement around Blake Bortles. And that's going to be a tough decision going forward with Blake. I mean, do you start him in week one? I mean, Gus Bradley told me to my face, the plan is still Chad Henney will be our starter. But, gosh, each time Blake steps on the field, it seems he gets better and better. How long can Chad Henney hold off that rush from Blake Bortles? So you can see the scoreboard and you can see the holes in the Jags' defense from space. Is that, is that how it shakes <laughs> down? Or at least from the, London. Oh, wow, the offense yeah. is the scary. To yeah. me, the defense will be okay. The offense is the part. They've got nothing at receiver. I mean, if Cecil Shorts mm-hmm. is coming back, that'll help. But offensive line is shaky. I mean, it's, you know, running back. Are you a Toby Gerhardt fan? Eh, I don't know about that. I mean, no, it's, it's a work in progress. But, you know what, Gus Bradley is so darn positive. That's the thing. And, I mean, it's, it's funny. Mercedes Lewis, the tight end, he tells me, you know, look, I thought this guy was phony. I thought at some point the enthusiasm is going to wane. It never wanes. He is so upbeat. Players love playing for this guy. They'll go through a brick wall for this guy. And playing in the bad division that they're in, this could be a six or seven win Jags team. Great stuff as always, Alex. Uh, We can uh, read your work online, foxsports.com, and we'll catch up with you on Friday. Oot standing, as they say in Vancouver, eh? You know it. Awesome. Hi, I'm Mark Crawford. This Team Radio podcast is powered by my friends at Magnuson Ford. It's hard to beat a Magnuson Ford deal in Abbotsford and online at magnusonford.ca.